All right, guys, welcome to episode four of the Real American Outdoors podcast. I am here with Tony. It is a cold uh, winter night, a couple days before Christmas in Wisconsin. And you know what uh, getting cold means, right? Yeah, that means that ice is starting to really take hold on our lakes in southeast Wisconsin. You know, just looking at some of the bodies of water, you can see the ice has, you know, started to you know, make its way firmly across the entire surface. Now it's starting to get, slowly get thicker. So, you know, my wife was driving home on Route 50 and she was seeing people ice fish off the little lakes off Route 50 there. So that's a good sign Yeah. for those of us who are getting ready to gear up for ice fishing. Yeah, I see a lot of people out there. And, yeah, we know that, uh, remember that safe ice rule? I think they, what is it, four inches, I say. Yeah, I know. My I know. Lake County Forest Preserve was four and a half, which is probably a little, probably an inch more than you need. Yeah. Uh, but they're also trying to avoid lawsuits and they're... Uh, oh, yeah. And everybody... Lakes. Oh, yeah. And everybody who ice fishes knows, oh, you can get out there in two inches, two yep. and a half inches. Yep. So, um, as long as you're not 400 pounds, but as long as you're careful. Yep. Let's be careful out there for all you who have, you know... Southeast Wisconsin starting to make their way out in the ice and setting up your shanties and all that good stuff and drilling your holes. Yes, don't just don't drive out there yet. No, nope. a couple more weeks. Yeah, a couple more weeks. I imagine by mid-January you'll be seeing, you know, the little villages out there with all the, you know, everyone bringing their huts and shanties out there. Oh yeah, it's crazy because it's all of a sudden you're gonna have a whole little town out there. Yeah. And but it's supposed to be forties for the next like week. Yeah, that's this weekend's supposed to be forties. I know. You know, so we'll see. We'll see how you know. Maybe we'll take two steps forward, one step back. But yeah. So that that's well underway. Um, I actually placed an, an order for some ice fishing equipment. I can't believe I'm actually saying that. Oh, I actually, you did. I actually did it. I had wow. I had money on my uh, Bass Pro Club reward points, so I used all of that to uh, buy some ice fishing stuff. So, so what'd you buy? I bought two rods. Okay. One is one of the one three brand the blue. 13 that's is that 13 fishing right um or is this completely different than I, 13 fishing I, I, it's different it's it okay. might be the same umbrella but it's different it's a i forgot it's I forgot the name of the rod it's blue it's the blue one okay got some medium action that's what they said for walleye so you know figured i'd go nice big, go big go home nice. also bought a uh the berkeley lightning shock okay they cool. were both whatever bass pro was having the thing like 16 percent off or something stupid okay gotcha they were trying to entice you to buy stuff yeah um bought some line mm-hmm. bought some berkeley trilene uh micro ice two pound test never thought i'd buy two pound test line it's kind of weird and uncomfortable doing it because i've never done it before never had a rod where you know that might be your max oh yeah it, yeah. it it's crazy to even think about like fishing with that light of line i mean we get i get i get eerie going eight pound house yeah and i bought some cabell the cabell's brand the house brand which it used to be spider wire i don't know right. if it still is anymore but uh i bought some two three and four pound monofilament cool ice fishing line there was, there was two dollars and 24 cents on sale i'm like how could you not all right and then i bought a uh i guess i don't know it, it was one of those like 30 dollar perch walleye kit yeah Things it came with a little more line and some spoons, some jigs, the jigs and some of those wax worms. Nice. So that I figured that would get me started. Yeah. And while I was at Walmart the other night, I bought some of those uh, 
urethane waterproof gloves. Okay. They were, cool. they were ten bucks. I don't know if they'll be any good, but they oh, they kept me warm when I was wearing them. Yeah. Then I bought a... an ice fishing bag. Wow. You that went was, to you went nuts. That was twenty dollars. Nice. So, uh, figured you know Walmart actually had they had you know the Walmart special rods and reels for like ten fifteen dollars and I didn't recognize any brands, but they have, you know they have jigs and spoons and you know the ice fishing crankbaits there so maybe. Check out the Lake Geneva Walmart and see what they got for more yeah. more stuff. And they also have a fishing, you know, plenty of fishing line and plenty of tip ups. Oh yeah, that'd be the next purchase is tip ups. And you know, for going after those walleyes on Hell Lake, you know, you gotta get your size six hooks. Yeah, we've never bought size six hooks probably since. Gosh we no, since probably we were fishing for we were fishing for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in x amount of years ago god that was over 10 years ago man yeah so you know scheduled to come in between the 24th and the 30th so we'll probably we'll probably do an unboxing video and show show off that those new pieces of equipment in the ario arsenal yeah we'll have to do a and do a little video on that get some i know we've been we've been really focusing on tractors and and cars but hopefully we can get a couple uh Ice fishing videos out there. And I was seeing on Facebook, it looks like there was a fishing derby. Can't remember if it was mid January, mid February, but it was off some the river on one, some one seventy three. Okay, I was I was just at um, uh, Penny Bar up on north on thirty six here in Wind Lake, and it's right off Wind Lake, and they have a little fishing derby coming up and. Uh, I want to say it was late January, February. Yeah. I'm assuming around there. So, I mean, just anything like that. We gotta, mm-hmm. maybe we can get that and get the drone up in the air and get some cool shots with that. Because I've seen some cool drone shots with uh, just going out on like fishing derbies, and especially the one they have on Bangs Lake in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that is cool. Yep, that is really cool. So that'll be that'll be real brand new for the REO doing all the fishing, ice ice fishing in general. But oh yeah. Definitely. Fishing derbies where you're just catching, you know, bluegill just to, you know, make a number. So, right, and uh, and the cool thing is that, uh, like, you think about it, and um, like for the past, um, uh, hold on one second, we'll be right back. All right, that well, that was really quick. Sorry about that. Anyways, um, yeah, so. We're seeing all these fishing derbies everywhere right now, and that's that's such a weekend thing to do in the northern Midwest, I think. Yeah, and I think we didn't realize how many there actually are because we never really cared about it until up until this point. Oh, yeah, and, well, we'll give it a shot. And not to make anything sound like this entire winter is going by quick, because it is already. Like, I mean, I can't believe it's already Christmas in, what, six, six days? Yep. So... Um, March 1st is not too far around the corner, no, if you really think about it. So, I mean, we're coming up to the end of the year here, and, I mean, two months from January 1 is going to be Braidwood's Open. And for you, not for anyone not familiar with what Braidwood Lake is, it's in, uh... It, I guess, you know, I, too far to call the suburbs of Chicago down south. But yeah, I, I'd say it's far um, enough, far enough north to say you're closer to Chicago than you're not. Yeah, so um, it, Braidwood, Illinois, it's a uh, power plant. Power plant. Yeah, 
cooling lake in uh, Braidwood, Illinois. It's a, I don't even know the acreage of the lake. It's not a big lake. No, it's not but massive. It never freezes, though. No. And the lowest it gets temperature wise is probably low 50s. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's technically a forest preserve, I believe. Uh, State, Park. State Park. Okay, so it closes um, late late late. We're fishing. It's late October first, right? Yeah, November. Because that's when 1st. they do their month long hunting season. Yep. And then December first, park is closed until March first. Yep, March first it opens, and so anybody who wants to go actually open water fishing, that's the spot to go because they're in pre spawn already. Yes. And for Anyone familiar with a uh, northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin free spawn, usually that doesn't happen until late May. It, it may be. Yeah. And so, I mean, at the earliest, it's going to be late April, early May, depending on how yeah. we have it with our winters. Mm-hmm. And this past couple of years, pre spawn has not been until in May. So, mm-hmm. and that's just how it And then it goes pre spawn, all of a sudden post spawn. Yep. And there's no transitional no, period. No, it you, just you sucks. You go from, hey, you know. Pre-spawn, then you got in the spawn period, and then you're in the dog days of summer. Yep. We're in like a three-week stretch. Yep. And so we have uh, that coming up, and it's, it's crazy just talk about ice fishing. We're like, yeah, we'll get out, and um, which I, I thought we kind of would already been out ice fishing, but how the temperature's been. It's like we had snow on on Halloween. Yeah. We're like, okay, yeah, we're going to be ice fishing within a month, and then all of a sudden... Nope, it's we had a couple nice days, fifty degree days, and it just yeah. hasn't been cold enough. Yeah, as much as I don't like it, we need we need some solid ten to twenty degree days for like seven to ten in a row, just to you know, and it gets down to zero degrees at night to get that ice, you know, yep. firmly solidified so where you could drive on it. So. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely stay tuned on the uh, Facebook and Instagram, and we're gonna put a video together and. Um, going out there, maybe a couple times going out. Mm-hmm. So, um, next, you know, REO Auto had, you know, yeah. was, was back at it again last week. Yes, they were. So, story behind that, I was driving my truck, going back home, and, you know, going into the left turn lane at a four-way, or a three-way stop, and, you know, waiting for the left on green arrow and then you know my peripheral vision all of a sudden i see you know a light come on the dashboard and i see heads up display yelling at me Ooh, hit the mic and <laughs> uh, and it's saying low oil pressure and turn off your engine you know turn off your engine now or whatever whatever the words were yelling at me to do i'm like oh crap what will like you know am I, I don't i don't remember seeing oil leaking or anything you know Engine was sounding fine. Everything sounded fine. You know, get my left green arrow, turn off, pull off on the side of the road, and turn off the engine. Wait a minute. You know, I got out of the truck just to see if I was leaking. No leaks, no nothing. You know, turn the truck back on, roll the window down. Truck sounds fine. But, you know, instead of the low oil pressure now, I'm throwing the check engine light, you know, comes on. Drive it to O'Reilly's, get... You know the free engine reading, and then it shows the codes. Was it P zero five two one? So yeah, that's yeah. a uh, engine oil pressure sensor. So I uh, I used to have the similar five three engine for those of you who know what we're talking about. So five point three liter V eight in the uh, two thousand three and on uh, fifteen hundred Chevy and GMC uh, full size pickups. So 
that is a it's a it's not a hard job it's just an annoying light and they will take advantage of you fully at a auto part um Mm -hmm. or mechanic shop because they're gonna i mean the labor in reality labor is maybe an hour yeah so it's just where that that part is located at on the engine block itself is not in the most user-friendly spot correct and in your garage yeah it, it really isn't and um yeah because it's like where it was in the back of the engine right where it is in the engine it was like um so if you're looking straight at the truck it was the part is located all the way behind the engine in an area where you can't see and it's all by feel so luckily the real american outdoor uh mechanic uh, fully certified mechanic. Yep. So fully certified. Yes. Uh, he won. He uh, was able to do it. And he did mine when mine went a couple years ago. Um, and he he just did like three in the past couple months. And he's like, yeah, he's like, we can get it going. So um, it's not a hard job. So we did do a uh, how-to video on it. Because you know what? The thing with YouTube is you type it in, and it is cool because that you have all these how-to videos or all these opinion videos, but sometimes you have a video, like, you don't have these videos with good explanation or good visuals, and I like having multiple videos, so if I'm doing something I don't know and I log into YouTube University and find out, like, hey, this is a good way for... Or I'm trying to find a good way to do X, Y, Z. Sometimes it takes me a couple of videos just to find the visual that works for me, which may not work yeah. for you or work for anybody listening. So, um, but I know here we're all pretty visual people here. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's why we we did a video. There is other videos out there, so uh, that will be uh, getting posted here within the next uh, week, right around Christmas. So. Um, Definitely uh, follow us to check that out. Uh, if you're looking at, or if you wind up getting that P0521 uh, engine code, which I think there is another number, it's which like P0011, I think. Yeah, so one does say it in the video. So again, we're not mechanics. We know what we like. We know how to do basic stuff, but one is the mechanic for vehicles for the vehiculars. So, but uh, yeah. but all good now. No yeah. check engine lights. No check engine light. Oil pressure looks fine. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not bottoming out. I'm not having too much. Mm-hmm. And then the, yeah, it, I mean, what was the part cost? I mean, I mean, reality, it's probably, what, 70 bucks? 70 bucks for, you know, out the door. Yeah, so, and that really isn't bad. You go to a, uh, you go to a Chevy dealer, and you're going to be a minimum at, like, 200. Oh, yeah, because, you know, it's a minimum 125 or 150 just for them to look at anything. They do their, you know, their whatever point inspection that they always advertise. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, and yeah. then that $70 part is going to be 125 bucks at least. Plus, you know, you're going to have to pay for at least two hours of labor. Yeah, and... Even if it doesn't take two hours, you no. charge two hours and, and you know what? I get it. You go to, a, like, if, if you got the money and you don't got the time to do it yourself or you just don't want to, like... That's completely cool, and and go in there and doing that. But for I don't know for you and me, I mean, I would like to save money. I mean, yeah. I don't have all this money coming out of my ears, so I want to be able to. Um, it we're we're lucky enough to know somebody how to do that, like who knows how to do this stuff. So yes. that's why we like being able to 
make a video and put that out there. So like, it's not a hard job. Like you can do it. Um, but at least, uh, give you a chance to save some money here. But, but like any car, car issue, you lose one little tiny filter on the ground. You're trying to find it for an hour. Yeah. So, yeah, so. well, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so yeah, there's probably gonna be some more REO videos coming in the next two months. Cause I need new brakes. Yeah, we so we're gonna do a brake job. I know uh, we're gonna have a, a Duramax oil change and a fuel filter change, along with anybody who runs a fuel additive or a um, or something to help uh, the your fuel injectors. If you have uh, fuel injectors that you think are going bad or you're almost due, you have a lot of miles in your truck. I got 320,000 in my truck. Previous owner supposedly did it at like 260, 280. I don't know, but I run this little treatment, which I will, um, uh, it's a, I forget what it's called. I think it's called by well, Wellworth or something. So I'm going to do a, a separate video of what I like about that stuff. So there's only one other guy on YouTube that I found that did it and, uh, it worked out really well. So, um, I've had knock on wood, I've had no issues, even though that would be a, a uh, good video, how to replace some fuel injectors. Yes. So uh, I don't want to spend that money right now. No. But yeah, we got that coming up. and um, I have I need an oil change, so that'll probably yep. be another video. Yeah, and just... just... I have a fog leg out, so that could be <laughs> yeah. one too. Yeah, right. I know. I was like, I, I was re going to replace my windshield wipers. And I'm like, ah, should I do a video on that? But you know what? There's people that literally look up... It. I'm not, not trying to knock anybody, but there's people that literally don't know how to change a light bulb. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Come on. So, but and yeah, I there's resources there for them. Oh yeah. And we got some tractor videos coming up and you know what? I did buy a uh for that John Deere. If anybody is watching this and has uh paid attention to the channel in the past couple of months, a couple of months ago I picked up a really cheap John Deere tractor, garden tractor, which I actually just picked up a really cheap snowblower for it. I don't know if it works. It seems nice, seems fine, but got it for a really good deal, so I'll do a little video on that. That thing's been just sitting outside. Yeah. Well, cold. yeah. But, you know, Big John needs, you know, needs, needs, a, needs a toy to yeah. play with. Yes, so. he does. So, we'll see. And then probably put it for sale. So, it's just more taking up space right now. Yeah. So, you know, for those of you who pay attention on YouTube, or if you don't, go go check that out. Uh, the newest REO video is, you know, taking off the mower deck of the 446. Yeah, so I, uh, for anybody, I know I keep saying this, but yeah, anybody who, because we just have so many different groups that wind up do listening to this. So for the people that are listening to this because of the tractors, so the Case Garden Tractors, the Vintage Garden Tractors, we all have one from the 70s. Uh, Juan has a few. So uh, the owner's manuals are, I mean, they're very basic. They're only, like, I find them online. If you have one, it's probably not in the greatest condition, like physical copy. years old. Yeah, so I had, um, uh, so I was removing the mower deck, and I was thinking, I'm like, why don't we make a video on this? Because the first time I had to remove it last year, I'm like, how do I do this? So I looked up, and I found the owner's manual, and it only showed you how to install it. It doesn't show you how to, like, take it off. And I know it's not that big of a deal. But you know what? There's so many little pins, and which way do you start with? And I was like, and the belts. Yeah, and just uh, even taking it off, and you have to go this way with the tensioner, and then back that way with the tensioner, and it's just just a couple little things. And granted, it's it's still this is 1970, so stuff was still easier to work on. 
which it is. It really isn't hard. But for somebody who, you know what, sometimes people overthink things and you're like, oh, my goodness, it, it, no, this it, this has got to be harder. You make it harder than it really is because that's how so many um, mechanical things are nowadays. So, but yeah, we uh, got the mower deck off. I actually uh, got the uh, snow thrower on there. So I'm going to have a video posted uh, for the snowblower install. And then in the spring, we'll do a um, uninstall the snowblower and they install the mower deck. So, and we got some work to do on your tractor. Yep. So a little tune up for your tractor. And I think there's, whatever the issue is with your tractor, which is a uh, Kohler 10 horsepower, um, I think is a very common issue. And maybe we can uh, help some people. Uh, figure it out because I think we I think Juan did figure it out I think we just need to go rebuild something yeah but uh, hopefully that can answer a lot of questions for people but but yeah so now we're just waiting for snow so I don't know there's no snow in the forecast no like we said in the beginning it's gonna be over 40 degrees I know so I'm I was we're prepared oh yeah we were very prepared. very prepared so I was literally thinking about going to take the lawn sweeper out hooking it to the back of the tractor and try to get some more leaves when I have time now, because I'm like, well, you know what, I got time, I might as well st- uh, start burning some more leaves. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, so, but I'm acting like I have all this free time, like like we all do. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, so definitely keep uh, keep an eye out for that uh, coming out soon with the uh, the tractor video and all the other videos. So, um, if you're listening to this and you don't know where to go for that, it's Real American Outdoors. Uh, search that on YouTube. Um then at Instagram.com slash Real American Outdoors and Facebook.com slash Real American Outdoors. Yep. And, you know, you can see we post some, you know, when we took out my tractor for a little joy ride, you know. Yeah. We post a little picture on the gram so you can see the, the my case on there. So. Yeah, he's got the uh, the two series. So definitely a little, um, I only got a four series and one's got, he's got a one series, two series, and a four series, mm-hmm. which that's one. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> which... When you're listening to this one, we everyone knows how many how much junk you have. Yep. But uh, even though it's not junk, no, it isn't. It's just he got a lot of stuff. But he's got a lot of toys. Yes, he does. He, well, he, he can afford it. So. Yeah, he can. He's making the big bucks. Yep. That management <laughs> salary. Yeah, I know, right? So, but uh, yeah, so definitely check that out coming up soon. So. Yeah. So, thank. Good time. We're going to transition in some uh, little freedom segment. So um, we talked, you know, a lot about Second Amendment, you know, what it means. Talked about, you know, the socialist game plan takeover. Shall not be infringed, period, Tony. That's all we should have to talk about. That's all we should have to talk about. And, you know, we talked about the playbook of how, you know, that's going to happen and the methodologies behind that. Yep. Also talked about, you know, various election covering, you know, you know, not necessarily coverages of it, but more just stuff to watch out for. So, you know, now we're going to look to see, because, you know, there's obviously, we talked about both sides, the pro-gun, anti-gun people. Yeah. And now I want to talk about how that's more portrayed in the media. Okay. The media biases behind it, right? Cool. And the important thing is word selection over... Um, you know, you know, well, we all, you know, back, you can go back 50 years, right? Yeah. Go back to the 60s when kind of we had the first more of the gun 
you know, the gun control movement kind of started in the 60s amongst a lot of other political things that, you know, I need a whole other <laughs> podcast or two to yeah, discuss. by three. Or three. And, um, you know, it started as more, we're going to prevent the, that's kind of when, you know, we're not going to go after all, but we're going to go after some and, you know, slowly, you know, chip away and bite away at that apple until you know you're at the core, which... We're not at the core yet, but, you know, you know, that, that side has made it seem like, you know, that's their end goal is to yep. ban them all, which is very true. So, um, we hear a lot about, you know, ass- the word assault weapon. Yeah. And, you know, it always, it, it started out as anything that was automatic, right? So, yeah, the, in 1986, you had the, you know, the automatic weapons ban right yep and so yep no more thompson submachine guns you know all the 1920s gangsters had to go find another weapon of choice unless they're going to go in the black market yep you know you know not yes it infringed on your gun right but you know automatics are not really the best weapon they're not accurate if an untrained average joe is not going to accurately shoot an automatic weapon no but that was the first big media craze was the word automatic, and that's what was scary, right? And then so, you know, move forward to the Clinton administration, you know, you had the gun ban bill in 94, right? And that had the 10-year window where they were called to collect all this data and analyze it. And that's when, you know, the ARs came into play and weapons like that. Of course, 10 years goes by, you know, new president, new political party, the yep. narrative changed, you know, and, you know, we're, you had, freedoms were restored. And we fast forward now, and then all of a sudden, the new target became the AR. And, you know, if you watch any sort of media, you would think AR or AK stands for automatic rifle or automatic killer. <laughs> and it really doesn't, but these media sources aren't catering to the gun, the person with the most gun knowledge. They're catering to the average Joe who might not have an opinion one way or another that's really, you know, definitive. So they're trying to convince you that they are right. They, meaning the liberal media, is right about, you know, gun control and all these gun laws that they think should be put into place. Yep. And, you know especially during the Obama administration, that the attack on the AR would seem to be the number one, the black, scary black rifles. And that's when, you know, us gun people kind of taken that as like a joke, joke, make fun of, kind of make fun of ourselves yes. type of deal. Hashtag scary black rifle. Yes. So we've kind of embraced the joke. And I think that's how people in the gun community take that when it comes to getting attacked on the left. Yeah. And, you know, now you see the narrative in the media changing to we're not banning assault rifles, you know, we're banning assault weapons. Yeah. So the narrative the media using is changing even more. And it's really coming from the politicians, but they're using the media as a tool to get out there. Right. Correct. So now you have these weapons. What is an assault weapon? So depending on who you talk to, some people might view it as an AR or some, or some sort of uh you know, the Ruger M14 or all those type of rifles. Do you want the Google definition as I just go, typed in right Go ahead, now. give me the Google definition. Okay, and we know which way Google swings. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, assault weapon is a term used in the United States to define some type of firearms. The definition varies among regulation jurisdictions, but usually includes semi-automatic rifles. With see right there, mm-hmm. that's bullcrap. Yes, and you know that mm-hmm. it includes semi-automatic rifles. Come on. So this is you know the largest Google. Google's probably the large. It is the largest search engine. Let's be real. Yeah. No yep. asking Jeeves anymore. No. But um, they are <laughs> the largest search engine, and they are telling you. An assault weapon can be semi-automatic. So, 30 years ago, the narrative was automatic weapons, and now we're at the point where assault weapon can mean anything that politicians want it to mean. So it could mean, you know, anything that except a detachable magazine, anything that has accessories such as a foregrip or a pistol grip, or anything else along those lines. Yep. On it, you know, also the 10 plus rounds is the big one. And there's many other things that we define as assault weapons. So, you know, when what the media does is they train you by having all these headlines and this clickbait. So, you know, now instead of saying ban ARs, ban, ban assault rifles, ban assault rifles, the word rifle in the media headlines has now changed to weapon. Yes. And where they're now expanding the definition of what that means, even our Ruger 1022s by definition is now an assault weapon. So the liberal media has twisted words in conjunction with the politicians to change the narrative on gun control Yep. and what should be banned and what shouldn't be in the hands of the people. And they always, I always hear about these polls that people say, oh, people support gun control, people support this, people support that. Look right. at these polls. And... We should all know there's bias in the media polls. And, you know, look at the 2016 election. You know, if you, I was one of the person who was a sap who actually believed the polls and thought, you know, Trump was going to win. Mm-hmm. But when you look at these polls, you got to understand who are they actually polling? Are they polling people who mostly live in gun control, happy California? Are they polling people who, you know, they might have a mix of people who live in both urban, rural, and suburban areas of different demographics, races? economic, socio backgrounds, etc. So when you're looking at these polls, it's important to make sure you're paying attention to who the audience is and who are they actually polling. Are they actually polling people who truly believe, you know, in the Second Amendment? Are they polling people who just believe that, you know, the Second Amendment is terrible and we shouldn't, you know, have it and it shouldn't exist and it needs to be destroyed? And then kind of piggybacking off that, you have all these radio and TV pundits who don't know what they're talking about when it comes to gun control. Right. What they're doing is getting fed information from various interns or staff members who work at that media outlet, and they're just they're just reading off a, this piece of paper like I have in my hand, or they're reading off a teleprompter. They're not yep. actually have an educated background in this stuff. Yep. So what people are hearing is, you know, you know, people like Chris Matthews or Rachel Maddow just go up there and yell headlines that you know a certain you know people of a certain belief is gonna is gonna love and pay attention and agree with them there's no actual necessary factual basis besides their biased polls and their biased surveys they do from these groups who are naturally going to be more anti-gun anyway so when i see media people see talk about this gun control stuff and you know depending on who you talk to and what what area of the country that might be true but in a large aspect of it it's not and for those of us who, you know, 
are doing media stuff like like we're doing technically doing media stuff Correct. right now and you know i'll i'll say i'll use the nra loose sleeve with the goa and the nagr and all these organizations need to use their media prowess whatever platforms they have to better get education out out there for the people right because you know we all know the media is biased and so there's going to be a lot of naturally anti-gun rhetoric out there yep and we need to use the tool the media has to not only show that hey there's plenty of americans who support you know the second amendment and we need to do a better job of explaining why an assault weapon is not in the what is being de- determined to be an assault weapon is not being an assault weapon and we need to do a better job of explaining that just because you have a detachable magazine or a foregrip doesn't make you any you know yeah it's easier to shoot with the foregrip and yeah you have more ammo but that doesn't necessarily inherently make you a bad person because oh man he had a 30 round magazine oh yeah and you know kind of on top of that with this capacity generally you know you see the headlines this person had a stock he had two rifles and 500 rounds look at this huge stock oh yeah and they're they're using these headlines to make it seem like 500 rounds is a ton of ammo which you and me well no it's it's, it's not it, it's, yeah it's pocket chain son you yeah know, all the bump up those number memes from you know yep. Wolf of wall street with matthew mcconaughey come out to play whenever that happens so they're they're also manipulating you to make make it look like you know you should feel bad for having 500 because this person who is a sociopath and killed people had 500 rounds and only sociopaths have 500 rounds you know that's kind of the narrative they're trying to employ and these people are bad because they have all this ammo so it's not just the gun itself it's also the t- you know the other things that go along with it so when you're paying attention to gun control or the gun debate in the media, make sure you understand where that information has come from. If they are providing factual information, what is the primary source of it? Does it come from? Is it coming from people who live in San Francisco, or is it coming from people who are actually educated, maybe law enforcement, former military, or people who you know NRA certified instructors who have been doing this for 20, 30 years, yep. whatever the case may be. Know who. Look who's talking and actually presenting the facts. Is it some community organizer who's, you know, some kid in the neighborhood got killed? Or is it some person who's been in the industry who actually knows people and tendencies of people? And is the gun issue really a human problem versus, you know, the tool actually being in our hands? So that's today's Freedom segment. Know your media biases. Know where your information is coming from. And... You know, that's that's what we're here. Just better educated, pay attention to the biases. You know, people might say we're biased, but I say we're trying to educate. Oh, yeah, I agree. Total, totally agree. So stay tuned. We're going to have much more freedom segments that are very Second Amendment friendly. And our next episode is actually to give you a little preview um, we're going to do a Second Amendment slash America Under Attack special. All right. So pay attention for that to drop. There's going to be a lot. Pretty much going to be a whole episode devoted to the freedom segment. But, you know. And if you don't like freedom, get out. Yep. So that's your warning. That that one's not going to be a lot about fishing or tractors or, you know, the other REO activities. That's purely going to be two-way freedom, current event related. 
So I hope you stick around with that. There's a lot of great stuff that we're going to talk about there. And, you know, also a lot of happenings on the RAO. I'd like to thank you all for all your support on Facebook and really just growing our brand and growing our message of educating people on, you know, tractors, fishing, auto, 2A, freedom in general. Yep. And, you know, we'll, we'll do it. I guess we'll do another little tease about a potential Facebook giveaway. Yes. Once we, we hit the thousand like mark. Yeah. We're going to do a uh, free t-shirt. So we, uh, that is one thing we are announcing. We do have some t-shirts uh, available um, that you can see on our website right now that are, uh, available for purchase, but we have a whole new uh, uh, line of T-shirts coming out um, and hoodies coming out uh, at the beginning of this year. So, and we are going to give away a free T-shirt with a with the number 1,000 uh, like. So, um, hopefully, we are only 25, 20, right? 25 likes away. Uh, 24. 24 likes away. 24 cool. likes away. Cool. So, hopefully, so, by the end of the year. Yeah. So we are close. So, all right. Well, thank you guys all for listening, and we'll catch you next episode. Yep, see ya.